Welcome, Informed Foodie. This is Di Wilkinson, and I'm excited about sharing this interview with you today. This interview is about anorexia. The first thing that I'd like to do is read to you from the Mayo Clinic a brief definition of anorexia. It is an eating disorder characterized by an abnormally low body weight, an intense fear of gaining weight, and a distorted perception of weight. So people with anorexia find different ways to control their weight. I've had clients that took laxatives or diuretics. There are people that have used enemas to try to flush out calories and energy. People that exercise obsessively. There are people that take diet pills and people also that force vomiting. Anorexia is a behavioral disorder. It needs to be addressed by a medical doctor, a psychologist, and a dietitian. I wanted to do an interview on anorexia today because it is an eating disorder. So it does involve food and I have worked with patients with anorexia in the past. I am not a therapist, but I studied dietetics at UC Davis. I actually couldn't find anyone with anorexia that was willing to be interviewed today. I'm gonna share with you my personal story and struggle with anorexia. Some people think addiction is almost a personality, that some people are more prone to addiction I really encourage you to take a personality test. The Enneagram personality test is a very fun, positive, interesting personality test to take. You can probably find a free version online. There's nine different personalities. I can see all family members. I can see myself. And I really love how it emphasizes the positive traits that we can bring to our community, that we can share and make the world a better place. Each one of these personality types boils down to a basic need. So there's three basic needs in the nine personality types. I believe that addictions are associated with getting a need met or maybe numbing out a need. So in each of these personality types, there is an opportunity for someone to become addicted to a habit or a substance. I also believe that addictions are associated with childhood experiences or abusive pasts. Unfortunately, Over 35% of our population has experienced some type of abuse in the childhood home, whether it be neglect, sexual abuse, psychological abuse, or physical abuse. These traumatic events are often behind people that look for ways to numb out or escape pain by becoming addicted to a substance that feels like a temporary fix. So wherever you are right now, whatever personality type you may have, And whether or not you've observed, experienced, or heard about abuse, I want you to know that you are a very resilient person. Think about when you got up this morning and how positive you were, how you faced your day, how you've greeted other people in your life. You've brought love, positive energy, because you are an amazing person, looking for the best, looking forward to your future, meeting goals. I think that people have so much strength And I believe in supporting each other through the different walks of life that we have. So admire yourself for looking forward to each day and knowing that you are making the world a better place. So in my case, my type three personality, I tend to be very competitive. I love to make goals and meet them. I like to bring energy into the room. And the Enneagram also has many other positive traits that I bring into the world. However, one of the areas of need that I have is that I highly value people's opinion of me. My image is very important in other people's eyes. 
So that is partially a setup for anorexia. The need to have a good image and the experience of childhood abuse really precipitated any eating disorder that I had. It seems to me it all started around 13 years old. I felt like I was kind of chubby. I felt like my eating was out of control. I had three brothers and I would eat the same, if not more than they did. I started exercising and discovered I could eat all the food I wanted if I continued to exercise quite a bit. So exercise became something important in my life. I was on several sports teams and I really didn't think that much about food and exercise, but I knew I really wanted to find a balance and I felt really good when I changed my body. Teenagers are at a point in their life, they're really looking at other peers, they're looking at their body shape, their image, they have a lot of PE classes, they'd like to be fit and in shape, they want to be picked on the team. Often they'll go for after school sports and everybody wants to be in shape and feel good about themselves. Teenagers are in a period of time where they really are discovering who they are and who they would like to be. I joined sports teams and I really liked the competition. I also found that I can compete better in certain areas when my weight was under control. I didn't even think that I had a problem with food or exercise until much later in life. As a dietitian, I was counseling someone with anorexia and I decided to write her a letter as she went off to college about my personal struggles with food. And as I wrote the letter, I realized I probably had an issue with food, body self-image, and possibly anorexia. When I look back, my, when my daughter was in elementary school, I would wanted to wear matching clothes with her, and I could go to the store, and I could buy a young girl's dress that was in the same pattern and fabric as hers so that we could match. I was wearing children's clothes. I could also recall my calorie count at any moment of the day. So if I knew I ate 500 calories at breakfast, but I ran a 10K, I'm 100 calories in the hole. I would often joke at 3 p.m., oh, I'm at 75 calories right now. And I had an obsession with exercising, controlling exactly how many calories went in and exactly how I looked. I remember planning a trip to go to Hawaii with my husband. And I was very worried about wearing a bikini or having my body exposed. And I obsessively exercised and really kept track of my food so I could lose weight before I went. I remember being there, enjoying myself, and when I returned, we had the pictures processed. I was scared to death to look at those photographs. I remember holding up one where I was in a bikini and I barely opened one eye to look and just see how fat I really, really was. And that's when I saw the bands of muscles on my legs and no fat at all. And I began to realize I had a distorted body image. I didn't really see myself for what I was. I have heard people say, oh, you're too thin. Oh, you need to eat more. And in all honesty, someone with anorexia almost takes that as a compliment. They don't really hear what you're saying, but they want to be viewed as in control and looking good and better than most people. There can be an obsession with not having any fat. So the obsession isn't necessarily food itself, but food is used to control the amount of fat that your body might have, the amount of energy for exercise that you might have, and you really aren't satisfied when you do eat food. It's like your hunger has been turned off. You aren't listening when you're hungry, but you aren't listening when you're full. You're really ignoring those signals from your digestive system. You're numbing out, and in a deep core sense of the center of your body are gut feelings 
or any feelings you probably are numbing out to. It isn't as simple as saying, well, just eat. It would be like telling somebody who has an addiction with alcohol, pain pills, or an illegal substance, well, just don't pop that pill. It really doesn't work that way. The problem is, is that we all need to eat. You may have seen someone that doesn't look anorexic, maybe they're not underweight, but they're never eating. And you notice there's an odd pattern with maybe exercise and eating. You need to remember that our body is an accumulation of all the food that we have and haven't eaten our whole life. That's why a lot of diseases actually show up later in life. It's a pattern of what we've done for decades and we've used up certain reserves. Diabetes type two is later in life. Osteoporosis shows up later in life as well as some cancers. So a person may have anorexia, a distorted view of self and a phobia of fat, but they haven't used up the reserves and their weight may look in the normal range. I have worked with patients that have anorexia and patients who are morbidly obese. And aside from medical doctor care and psychological care, I've noted one of the best ways to help them is for them to journal down their food because they're not being honest with themselves the amount of food that they are and are not eating. It's very difficult to treat someone with anorexia. The first treatment center they would go to would actually be a hospital because generally their heart is going to stop and there's been indicators that they may die. They're given an IV. However, there's not enough calories, fats, and nutrients in any IV to pump people back up to their regular weight. So this is where an addiction to anorexia is different than other types of addictions. When people go to an intervention, first of all, again, there needs to be a psychological approach and they need to be under a doctor's care. But people addicted to illegal substances, pain pills or alcohol, are to be removed from those substances. They're having withdrawal symptoms, they're craving them, and we are keeping that item away from the patient. We may even give them a medication that'll make them physically ill if they take one of those items. This is the opposite of anorexia. When they leave the hospital, they still need to gain a lot of weight. They need to regulate their food intake and eat a healthy diet. Food has been the object of their demise. It's opposite of removing an addictive substance. So the best way to approach this is with counseling. I've spent almost $10,000 on counseling myself. Any type of food disorder, because we do need to eat food every single day, needs to be resolved on a needs basis. What is the need that's being numbed out or something that needs to be met? I needed to discover that I'm worthy exactly the way I am, that people really aren't looking at me and judging me based on how I look. I know that sounds like a very simple concept, but these are deep-seated needs that we all have since birth that have been shaped and formed by our environment. I'd like to say that as an anorexic, I am cured or free. There hasn't been any evidence to prove that it's a disease that's completely curable in every case. People can develop an understanding and a knowledge about food and the nutrients that we need to feel healthy, but the self-image and the distortion of what makes us valuable needs to be addressed. Even with people that have had bariatric surgery, again, it's a food disorder that needs to be addressed psychologically. I personally know at least seven people that have had bariatric surgery. Several of them have gained almost 100 pounds back. Food has been the chosen substance to meet or numb out a basic need. We do use food, we all use food. 
We use food to help us feel better, to feel stronger, to be able to perform, to be able to think, to build our bodies to grow and get on our fullest stature. Food smells good, makes you feel good. Hunger is a very uncomfortable feeling we all want to address. We all use food. It is not a black and white chemical that we can detach from and not care about. We've been given some extraordinary senses, our sense of smell and taste, our vision of food, satiation, our satisfaction comes from food, so we can enjoy it and we need to ingest it. Some of the most difficult cases to work with are those who have lost their sense of smell or their olfactory senses. Agent Orange, chemical or surgical accidents have rendered a few people without a sense of smell and eating can become a scheduled chore. Be grateful for the senses that you have and enjoy wonderful food for what it is. We're always looking at the food supply, all the chemicals that are added to the food, the nutrients that are in your food, the choices that you're making all of the time, everything that accumulates to the person you are today and the person that you're gonna to be tomorrow. Making all those food choices is such a monumental task. If you've had any abusive issues in your past, remember that we all have core needs and we are all part of a community that accepts us and loves us. And you can start by surrounding yourself with positive people and with accepting and loving yourself. Thank you so much for joining me today and we'll chat again next week. Thank you.